Hey, Evelyn. Can I ask you a question? You got a moment? Mm-hmm. Which team do you play for? Well, I- I'm a peach. Well, I was just wondering, because I couldn't figure out why you would throw home when we've got a two-run lead. You let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. Now you start using your head. That's not love that's three feet above your ass. <laughs> Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Why don't you leave her alone, Jimmy? Oh, you zip it, Doris. Rogers Hornsby was my manager, and he called me a talking pile of pig shit. And that was when my parents drove all the way down from Michigan to see me play the game. And did I cry? No, no. No! No! And you know why? No. Because there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! What's the matter, Jimmy? What? She's crying, sir. I didn't mean to do that. Perhaps you chastise her too vehemently. Good rule of thumb. Treat each of these girls as you would treat your mother. You want to ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat on? Oh, my goodness. You're out of here! Oh, no, right no, no, now, no, Jimmy, you, I heard you that! You misunderstood me! <laughs> you misunderstood me! No, you can't throw me out for that! No, no you got to straight out! The best no! And that is that one! I can't believe no one ever called you that before! This week on the podcast, I get scouted by John Lovitz. Play baseball for Walter Harvey. And remember, there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball? That's right. This week, we're talking about A League of Their Own on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. I'm Jason Martin. And I'm Paul Conlon. And yeah, uh, we open up uh, the movie. Um, It's in present day. And uh, it's got uh, uh, Gina Davis's character uh, in our probably early 70s based on that. And I have to admit, it wasn't until maybe like seven or eight years ago that I realized or someone pointed out to me that that was not Gina Davis. I always I agree. Was, I always thought it was Gina me Davis too. makeup. It was, me too. It was her voice. She was dubbed. But the, oh, okay. She was dubbed. The, that's what makes it. That's the what actors who played Kit okay. and Dottie um, were not uh, Lori Petty and Gina Davis. Yeah. And I didn't think. Well, I knew Kit wasn't. Yeah, I didn't know Kit. But I, I thought, seriously, was. I thought it was her. But it's the voice that, yes. that convinced they, they, me. They both overdubbed their voices. So, oh, I didn't know uh, that. What pulled it in? Okay, I didn't know that because they, they got they got a woman that looks yes. just like Gina Good Davis enough. at that age. Yes. Yes. Like that was impressive. Like you know, when I when I was pointing out to me, I'm like, what, what do you mean? No, no, it's Gina Davis. No, 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 look. It's I just not. assumed it was her and like really good makeup. You know? Yeah. So did I. Okay, the voice that makes more sense because yeah, that's the voice was a, uh, that's what convinced me more. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, in fact, uh, I even listened to part of it this just go around mm-hmm. without watching. And it is a young Gina Davis voice. It's not even like a fake old Gina Davis voice where she's like stressed out. Mm-hmm. On it. She's just using a regular voice. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, but uh, like her character at this point should be probably in her seventies based on the, the movie, um, based on when this movie came out. Um, and uh, she's talking to her daughter and uh, talking about the reunion and 
she's saying, well, it was never, it was never that important to me. <laughs> never that important to me. And uh, her daughter basically makes her go. Um, so uh, when she's leaving, um, her two grandsons are playing basketball in the, out in the driveway. And uh, she talks to uh, the older brother. She says, like, give your younger brother a chance to shoot. Mm-hmm. Give him a chance. He's, he's always smaller than you. Right. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. And then, that's, she, then she goes to the younger brother and goes, kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's big foreshadowing in, and that's in the movie. And pretty much the, uh, right. the same dynamic between the, the right. two girls. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Give one a chance and the other one, kill him. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good uh, foreshadowing for, for what happens here. Um, and uh, she gets to the uh, reunion game. And, uh, and then you hear... Um, you know, you hear um, she's watching the game, and then the newsreel comes in, and you hear, uh, of course, Harry Shearer uh, playing the announcer, yes. who we've already seen in uh, the Truman Show, and we will see uh, again in Spinal Tap. Um, Who's the only good announcer in this movie? Yeah. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Definitely, yeah. Um, and uh, he's, he's great. I mean, he's done it on The Simpsons already 100 different times anyway, but the fake newsreels from the 40s. And uh, talking about the war effort, uh, he said, look out, Mr. Hitler, the Yanks are coming, not to mention the Indians, Red Sox, and Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great, great silly joke for the time. Um, and uh, and then he's talking about a meeting. Uh, Walter Harvey met with team owners. And uh, he says, Ira Lowenstein has been tasked with keeping baseball going. They play by David Strathern. Um, and uh, it shows him at this meeting where they're getting together to uh, – Talk about this league. And then you get back um, to Dottie and Kit, uh, to the farm they're on um, in that that era. And they're playing – well, they're playing in a game. Uh, they're not on the farm right here, but they're playing in a game. Um, and Kit strikes out on a high fastball. And uh, and then well, Dottie – I thought the uh, it was two high ones and the last one was down the middle. Oh, was and it? She could have hit it, and she, yeah. she stood there watching it. Oh, okay, yeah. Because Dottie told her, stay off the high ones. And she swung the first two, which were high. Oh, that's third right. third one, that's right. she's like, okay, I'm going to lay back of it, right down the middle. Yeah, strike out. okay. Um, and then Dottie comes up and uh, wins the game. So, and of course, she's the hero, and Kit is, you know, didn't so, get to be uh, the hero. Technical aspect here, I don't know much about baseball. I don't, I don't know the minutia of baseball. Mm-hmm. So Dottie hits a three run home run. Yeah. But they're tied two two. Right. So when they all come around, they say, Oh, if they win the game five three, wouldn't it be th- three five two? Wouldn't it be three two what the first one comes across the game ends? Not if it's a homer. Okay. If it's if it's like a single or that and then I mean you could hit if a base is loaded and you could hit what's clearly going to be a triple mm-hmm. and if you only need one run to win, you it's, win by one run. Okay. But when it's a homer, it's automatic. Because the homer has to be counted. If right. It, if the, if right. you only win by one, the homer doesn't count. Right. And the stat for the homer has to take place. Yeah, the okay. entire home run, even if you don't need Got it. those runs, which is – Because just, they want the stat for the, the hitter. The hitter right. the home run, right. he gets it. Right. And, and, there's been, and there's been times where, you know, guys, you know, they won the game and it counts as it's a single. Yeah. Because but good, even you know, though they might have got a triple on it, but it's a single because that's all they needed to win probably. the game. and. It's it's weird. It's a weird thing in the scorebook. Once you describe it to me, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. To me. Yeah, it's the, the it being a homer, right? Right. Makes it it's official, right? Of, of course, of course, inside the park home run, which doesn't happen hardly anymore, is a different story because that would, you know, 
you still, you know, I mean, that's a different thing. It's not, it would also only count for one run. And well, because yes, because once the, once the go ahead, the winning run scores, the game's over. And you wouldn't have the other one. Even if there's another guy ahead of you, you wouldn't finish it out. Right. You know, so whatever it's, it's, it's what it is. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so Dottie wins the game and, uh, Kit, you know, struck out, but Dottie wins the game. Um, so we get the, uh, little dynamic between the two of them there. Um, and uh, they're on the farm, and uh, Ernie Cappadino, the character played by John Lovitz, um, and he's uh, wanting to scout. Well, he's wanting to scout Dottie. He doesn't care about Kit. Um, and uh, the scout's like, you know, we'll pay you 75 a week. Well, he had a great line. He goes, I saw you play. I want the one that can hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Lovitz is so – he can, you know, he could – Apparently his part was a lot bigger. Yeah, and they filmed all of his part, and he did mm-hmm. the whole lot of stuff. It was written for part written for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they started doing the screening, whatever, everyone was laughing uproarious, uproariously. It is like most uh, biting comments is to literally cut him down to the stuff that everyone remembers now, and he's yeah. well remembers that one role. Right, right. And uh, he, you know, he says uh, seventy five a week, and Kit says we only make thirty dollars in the week at the dairy, and Lovett says, "Well, then this this would be more than you know." <laughs> He has that great Lovitz voice. Um, and, uh, you know, basically, Kit's trying to talk Dottie into it. It's like, hey, if, if if you can get Dottie to go, we'll take you too. Um, and I'm sure you noticed who the father of the two girls was. <laughs> he didn't have any lines, I don't think, but just sitting, looking at the radio in the, in the living room. Rance Howard again. Well, I miss that. Yeah. Oh, and I was looking for, I was, I've seen a lot of people in this movie. That, oh, I know that person. I know that. Yeah. Know Eddie Mecca, David Lander. Yeah. yeah. Well, Rance Howard was there, but he was again later on when the woman was talking about the evils of women playing baseball, how unladylike it is. He was also in his living room there looking at the radio. Right. Gotcha. You now people looked at radios back then. Yes. So according to Norman Rockwell, at least they did. I would have had those mesmerizing dials. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, Lovitz is on the train, uh, and there's a there's a salesman talking to him <laughs> about whatever he's selling. And uh, Lovitz says, "You know, if I had your job, I'd kill myself. I'm gonna go get a gun." <laughs> <laughs> so great. Uh, and then you see the sisters running to catch the train. He's he you know he says, "Well, I got I know this. They can run. At least they can run." Um, so they're on the train heading. Uh, uh, toward Chicago, um, and they got to stop off in. Uh, they're from Port. They're in Oregon. They stop off in uh, Colorado on the way, and then that's where we see Marla Hooch uh, hitting in the gym. Um, and she's you know hitting in the gym. She's breaking windows. There's a bunch yeah. of guys fielding the balls, and she's hitting right-handed. And and then as far her father's there, and then he looks at the scout, and he's like, and then she starts hitting left-handed just as yeah, good. Okay, Marla. Switch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's an amazing hitter, and she's a switch hitter, which is, which was way even more impressive for sure. Um, and uh, her dad says, uh, you know, if she was a boy, I'd be in New York talking to the Yankees. And then you see her face, and Lovick's the character. He talks about we're looking for dollies. You know, we're looking for uh, they got to be good looking too to promote the league. And he says he sees her face. He's like, well, let you know. <laughs> And then the, uh, and then you know he's basically walking away, and 
Dottie and Kit are like putting their bags down. Yeah. It's like, what's what's wrong? And he says, and he says, you know, General Omar Bradley, there's two strong resemblance. <laughs> so great. I don't remember what Omar Bradley looked like, but that can't be a compliment. Um, and the dad, you know, is like, that's my fault. Uh, her mom died. I raised her like a boy. Um, you know. So anyway, they they took her. Um and uh, she's waiting with her bags out the, outside the train and the train station. And again, he says, are you coming? See, the way it works is the train moves, not the station. <laughs> I, I, I could take a whole movie of just John and Lovitz just insulting people. <laughs> um, they, they tried that? It didn't sell many tickets. No, no. Um, and uh, <laughs> they get to, uh, I think they call it Harvey Field or whatever they call it. Harvey Stadium. Um, I mean, it's 100%. It, it 100% is Wrigley Field. Yeah. And I remember it looking like like that back then. They've done a fair amount of re- renovations in the outfield in the last 20, 25, 30 years. But that's exactly what it looked like when I was younger, for sure. Um, and they, they get there, and uh, again, he says, hey, girl, hey, cowgirl, see the grass? Don't eat it. <laughs> Just constant. Um, so then the scout leaves. And they basically, they you know they're like, wait, you're going? What's what's going on? You leaving? Like they just assume he, you know he'd be around or whatever, but he's just a scout. Um, and he says, yeah, I'm going home, get shaved, and give the wife a little pickle tickle, then I'll be on my way. <laughs> That's a pretty race, racy joke for uh, for a PG movie kind yeah. of. You know, it's good, it's funny as hell, but you know, John Lovett saying that is just silly. Um, and you know, again, we have. Uh, uh, even though it's fictional, technically, you know, we're at 1060 West Addison again, uh, just like in the Blues Brothers movie. Um, and uh, this is definitely, Wrigley Field is definitely the ballpark I've seen the most movies. games on TV in my life. Well, not movies, maybe movies, movies too, but other than Pittsburgh Pirates, you know, home ballparks, but they've been in the same league and division my whole life. So I've seen who knows how many games have been there since like 19... 19- it's like 1914, I think, or something like that. It's, uh, yeah, been there a bit. Um, Wrigley Field, that's the home of the Bears. Yeah, 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 exactly. And this is where we meet uh, uh, Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell, uh, who are uh, smart-ass kind of friends. Um, and uh, Rosie's definitely from Staten Island. I don't know if uh, Madonna's character, May, I don't know if she says she's from New York, too. Uh, yeah, they mentioned like, that they knew each other from her from Doris's father's dance hall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And um, but they're kind of you know jerking around with each other, and they talk to Dottie and Kit, and uh, you know they're whatever testing her, and they throw a fastball, and Dottie catches the ball barehanded. You know? So Jim Davis gets asked a lot, "How did you catch that ball?" And she goes, "It's movies." <laughs> really? Yeah. Probably someone sitting like two feet in front of her, just throwing the ball right. at her. So right, her, right. Catch, catch. They got one right. a good film of that. Right, good sound effects yeah. to make it. That was definitely in the trailer. I remember that. That being one of the scenes you see, like, whoa. Yeah. Also, uh, apparently, Gene Davis was not the original choice for the film. Deborah Winger was, but she had to hmm. back out for whatever reasons. And uh, all the actresses had to audition as ball players because everyone had to be a ball player. So okay. if you couldn't play ball, Penny Marshall didn't want them. So it didn't matter okay. what their star power right, was. Right. 
but because Gina Davis got added in at the last moment to replace Deborah Winger, uh-huh. she had to do like a personal audition, and she's the only actress that had a stunt double doing baseball stunts. Oh, okay. And the big stunt was the slide, you know, the slide catch. Where it was yeah, split. yeah, yeah, yeah. He could do the split, but not the slide split. Yeah. I wonder if that's why they made her a catcher, because you can hide, behind, hide her behind the mask. Yeah, like uh, Easier. Uh, Madonna's character was going to be shortstop, but she couldn't feel the ball, so they put her in the outfield. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I figured Madonna was there because, yeah, yeah, they put her in the outfield. You have to do less tricky stuff. Yes. And I can absolutely believe Rosie O'Donnell played some softball in her life. I mean, in baseball maybe too, but her, I believe, probably was, you know, she probably could play a little bit, you know. That's good. I know, did you notice in the credits where every every player is listed with their position? Uh, yeah. It says shortstop, second base, left yeah. field, right? That's great. You know what, what position they play. Yeah, it's just it's a nice little touch. You know, they the way you just watch the movie, like, oh, that position, that's so and so, that's that's Dottie, that's Doris. You know, Dottie, right, right, it. right. And they helped me a little bit looking at because yeah, several of them I knew for sure, but then some of them like, oh yeah, her, okay, okay. Because you see their current IMDb picture, which might throw you way off yes. compared to what they look like back then. So. And some people see this as a baseball movie, and they see baseball plays. Right. And who who did this one two three play? Yeah. Whatever it is, and they can go back to the credits to see who was in what position, and they'll remember the character by that. Okay, okay. And before I forget, uh, <clears throat> one of the podcasts I listened to, Unspooled, which was a which is a fair a little bit of an inspiration for this podcast, where they originally counted the top one hundred AFI movies down. Now they're past that, and they're doing like themes, and they're doing sports movies coming up. And I just learned today that they're doing. Uh, uh, a League of Their Own. It's actually going to come out uh, a week after this episode comes out. So, uh-huh. like April 8th. So, they come out on Thursdays. So, it'll be like nine days after this episode comes so out. So, listen to ours first. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, Unspooled. Yeah. Well, this it's happened too with, uh, I think it was Fargo. I think we actually came out like a, two days before Fargo. There was another one too. Uh-huh. It, it was uh, Planes, Trains, Automobiles. Uh-huh. We came out. They're of course, just, it was because it's Thanksgiving. Are week. they just copying us? Are they yeah, listening yeah, and copying us? Yeah, yeah exactly. On? Exactly. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway. Um, and uh, this is where we have, um, this is where you see the uh, on the radio, the woman uh, talking about the emasculization of women talking about the evils of uh, women um, playing sports and it's unladylike and everything. And then you see the cuts of them, you know, playing ball and really playing ball and doing a good job of it. Um, And uh, you see during the tryouts, um, you know, when the tryouts are over, all the girls are sitting on the, sitting on the field and they basically, they did the draft and pick the team and put them up there and you just have to go up and look where your name is. And that's what team you're on. And um, the uh, and there's one yeah character who can't find her name because because Shirley Baker is her name she can't read it. yeah so someone else goes up to help her yeah who played Shirley Baker uh, we have a Kuzak street Kuzak yes and Kuzak yeah right. yep and Kuzak and I still see her in things and I'm and, I, and I'm like I know her face and I'm like oh yeah and Kuzak I still see her in things and I'm like oh yeah I that's think her she's the older sister. I think, I think so. Yeah. Um, but she, uh, yeah, she was in uh, uh, a couple of years ago in a Better Call Saul. She played um, connection here actually with this movie in another way is uh, Michael McKean. She, she was a uh, ex fiance of Michael McKean, uh-huh. comedy partner, David L. Lander, who's in this movie. Lenny and Squeaky. Yeah. So um, yeah, she actually played her, his, uh, his ex 
ex ex wife or ex fiance or something. Yeah. And every time I see her face, I'm like, oh yeah, her. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's Anne Cusick. I forgot. Um, and uh, Helen Haley is the uh, the character that helps her uh, find her name because she can't read. And that's a familiar face too. Anne Ramsey, who was on uh, Mad About You. I think she played like the neighbor neighbor wife or something like that. She was on there for a long time. She's been in a lot of things too. It wasn't Richard Kind's wife, was she? No, I don't think so. I think she was, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember. I, I didn't watch Mad About You a lot. But uh, the bald guy, um, neighbor. I don't remember much of it. I remember that uh, Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. Were yeah. He was brother. The, this guy, the neighbor, he was brothers. Uh, his brother's uh, one of the guys in Chicago. Uh, I can't remember his last name. It's an unusual last name. But Belushi? No. <laughs> the band Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, anyway, uh, okay, they unveil the, the uniform, and uh, you see him wearing the skirt, and everyone's like, what the? You can't play baseball in a skirt. And uh, Lowenstein says, well, if you can't play in a skirt, you can't play in the league. So that's that. Um, and they also say there's no smoking. There's no drinking and no men. And Madonna stands up getting ready to leave. And it's already a great meta joke because Madonna's the slut, you know, and there's a lot of great little throw-in jokes because it's Madonna that, you know, everybody knows who Madonna is, especially back then. Everybody recognized her. So, um, and you see him taking the, uh, like the charm school. Um, yes. <laughs> that was, that was great. And that was we see at the end of the movie, that's definitely a real thing they did. It shows like oh, yeah. photos from there. Yeah, apparently it was the Helena Rubinstein School of uh, of Charm. And uh, they also went to the Helena Rubinstein Salon for the makeovers. So okay. This was the real league, the real league not the, uh, okay. the movie. Yeah. And um, when they're, sh- they're looking at the girls to see if they're presentable, basically. Uh, one of the girls we see, and we see a few times in here, is Taylor Leone. Um, she doesn't play on the Peaches team plays on Racine's team. She's the first baseman, but we see her face three or four times in the movie. Yeah. And, uh, and they talk to uh, Marla when they get to Marla, they say, what do you suggest? And they say a lot of night games. <laughs> it's pretty harsh. Um, this is where we meet Tom Hanks's character, Jimmy Dugan. Uh, he's at Walter Harvey's. Uh, <laughs> I tell you those two together, man, they're, they're funny. And um, Gary Marshall, he, he points to his, like, there's my, you know, those are, said, those are my in-laws. In-laws. Like, they can't hear a thing, you know. It's like they're both – they're playing croquet in wheelchairs <laughs> with their nurses, like, guiding them along. Like, they can't hear nothing. Um, and uh, basically, they're talking about how, how Jimmy used to be a drunk, still is, but used to be a drunk, and it's the reason why he, he yeah. got – Jimmy, you still falling down drunk? No. You give it up? I can't afford it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, – and one time he says, you know, Mr. Harvey, I, you're right. I had no right to saw off the team's equipment like that. Um, and uh, now Jimmy Dugan's character, I looked it up because I wasn't sure exactly, is uh, is based on an amalgamation of Jimmy Fox, Mickey Mantle, and Hack Wilson. And the Mickey Mantle part, certainly, because he definitely was a big-time alcoholic and has definitely seen that the, his career ended early because of that. And there's a lot of – games where he woke up hungover and was playing and still was incredible, but where, where he would have been better. Uh, Jimmy Fox is kind of an un, underrated. Um, he's like from the thirties and forties uh, underrated slugger. I mean, still hall of famer, one of the all time greats, but not as well known as he should be. 
Hack Wilson still has the all-time uh, RBIs, uh, single season, 191 RBIs in a game for the Cubs. Still the record today. Um, and uh, But they're based on those three guys. Um, and then the girls are in the locker room. They're excited to meet Jimmy Dugan because he was a, a big Major League Baseball star. And he just – they got like want to sign stuff and they want to talk to him and he walks right by of them all, walks in and starts pissing <laughs> in the rocker room with like, you know, 20 women or whatever. Yeah, so I read about that. Uh, mm-hmm. First off, it was 53 seconds apparently. Mm-hmm. And apparently Tom Hanks himself did not know how long it was going to take. Penny Marshall was like in the next door with a bucket and a hose just oh, kind of okay. pouring the water in. Yeah, so, okay. uh, he didn't know when it was going to go, when it was going to stop. Okay, okay. Um now there's a there's a, uh, a game on uh, Douglas Moves podcast that they still do not every episode but they have a game called How Long Is It and it all and you know of course they they give it that title because you think it's gonna be something dirty and for whatever reason it's always based on a Tom Hanks movie because there's so many Tom Hanks movies that you can just and I think the first one they ever did was this movie was How Long Did He Piss and the contestants have to you know bid or you know not really bid they just guess on which one who's closest but um yeah it's called how long is it they might be like whatever you know um saving private ryan it might have been like how long did the scene on the beach last or how long did the opening scene to the guest on the beach go right right or, or, when, when the murder door opened uh, i love that, that right phrase for that the murder door yeah i mean you know it, it's all based on tom hanks movies but just for whatever reason and not really a good reason but um and we have the uh, scene where the they're uh, they're practicing, and uh, there's a guy on top of the dugout making fun of them, saying "girls can't play baseball," blah blah blah, and they're just throwing the ball around the infield. And then a shortstop grabs the ball and throws it, and just knocks the guy down, basically. Um, um, the announcer is uh, he's talking about signs. It's like, what's the great Jimmy Dugan gonna gonna you know, give give a sign on this play? And uh, you, know, you see Jimmy scratching his balls because uh, uh, Dottie has already taken over the signs, basically. And uh, he says, Jimmy, a master strategist, gave her the swing away on, on 3-0. And uh, he's just scratching his balls. And it's when Lowenstein came down. It's like, especially like that movie where you scratch your balls for an hour. <laughs> he said, anything worth doing is worth doing right. Yeah. So he completely, does, besides just doesn't give a shit, he's just combative, just whatever, I don't care. Like they're gonna pay me anyway. Who cares? Um. <laughs> I don't know if this scene or a later scene where uh, Jimmy spits on the ground in front of him mm-hmm. and goes, uh, "Could you be any? If we paid you more, could you be more d- disgusting?" He goes, "Well, I could use the money." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, yeah, yeah. That's great. It's either the end of that scene or another scene. I think it's another one. But yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you get uh, you get a newsreel again here with Harry Sure uh, promoting the girls, their ladylike attributes, trying to show them off. Um, and uh, uh, Evan, Evelyn Gardner, who's the uh, who's the woman who has the son, you know, he's asking uh, Jimmy, you know, wants to bring her son with him, and uh, he's just Jimmy doesn't say no. He's just like, oh, ball players, just pissed off because he's having to deal with women for sure. And uh, and then you get and then you see him ride on the bus, and the kid Stillwell is uh, riding up and down or walking up and down the uh, bus and uh, Madonna's character May is like, I'm going to kill him. I'm taking a bat after him. The bus driver quits because of the kid and uh, still well. Yeah, still well. 
and uh, they're all trying to get him to come back. He just literally just walks off the bus in the middle of nowhere. The caretaker, the woman, wakes up Jimmy and he kisses her. Um, he was, you know, passed out, hungover, whatever, and uh, like you were great in the Wizard of Oz. So my 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 talk about how the Wizard of Oz is mentioned and everything is it's it's mentions and everything almost whether it's an obvious where they actually say it or you just constantly referenced every single day i can find something that references the wizard of oz somewhere it's like you know it's unbelievable um so jimmy just starts driving the bus um and they're at the bar uh and they're not supposed to be going to bars yeah um and may is dancing with the big ragu eddie mecca eddie mecca from uh, Laverne and Shirley, where Penny Marshall was on Laverne and Shirley, so was David L. Lander. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, we already knew from Laverne and Shirley he was an amazing dancer. Well, there's and a, a lot singer. of connections to uh, oh, yeah. Laverne and Shirley with the Marshalls, both of them. Uh, yeah, Rance yeah. Howard. Gary Marshall produced it, right? Rance Howard, right? Oh, and his son's right. on it. I mean, uh, and actually, uh, Tracy Reiner is uh, in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so is uh, another daughter, like uh, Penny Marshall's daughter is in it. And huh. I think who's that, Tracy Reiner in here? I didn't. Uh, she played one of the recurring characters, and uh, well, okay. she was in the TV show. She was one of the people who played the same character in the TV show. Okay, I can't remember which character she was. Let me look her up. Okay, you um, but yeah, we, you know Eddie Mecca. I mean, we already knew from Laverne and Shirley. He was a great dancer and a great singer. And his nickname was the Big Ragu. Um, so he was a good choice to uh, be a dancer with uh, with May, and uh, I mean, we already know that Madonna's a great dancer, so it was a great idea to have him on there. And then you have uh, Marla; they're getting ready to leave, and Marla is on stage, drunk and singing. And May says, "We just gave her a dress and a lot of liquor," and uh, she was on. You know, it had to be singing. It had to be you, <laughs> and uh, she gets a guy who's uh, infatuated with her now. Um, and uh, that was a nice little scene with the uh, the '40s music, or whatever the dance music. Um, nice little thing to throw in there. Uh, the next thing we see them in the confessional booth, and uh, May is in the confessional, and uh, you know, basically, I guess you'd say he was wearing she was wearing out the priest, like he was couldn't believe he had dropped back, I'm dropping his his Bible and just whatever. Um, and. Uh, she comes out of the confessional. Did you find the? Uh... Uh, I had a picture here, but it was yeah. actually a picture from the movie, but mm-hmm. uh, not much else in here. This is Tracy Reiner right there. Oh, okay. Oh, her. Yeah, yeah. Left, left fielder. Left she field. was the left fielder. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I didn't see the name in there. Well, you was... know, I saw the name and didn't even bother to th- figure out that it was him. That was okay. Her. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, Penny, Penny that it was related. Penny and Rob Reiner's daughter. Right, right. That it was related to him. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and we'll be back right after this. Hey! Hey! Hey, yourself. Oh, doesn't that hurt them? Doesn't seem to. That would bruise the hell out of me. Who are you? I'm Ernie Cappadino. I'm a baseball scout. I saw you playing today. Not bad, not bad. You ever hear Walter Harvey makes Harvey bars? You know, the candy... Yeah, you feed them to the cows when they're constipated. That's the guy. He's starting the girls' baseball league. 
So we can make a buck while the boys are overseas. Want to play? Huh? Nice retort. Tryouts are in Chicago. It's a real league, professional. Professional baseball? Mm-hmm. They'll pay you $75 a week. We only make 30 at the dairy. Well, then, this would be more, wouldn't it? You interested? Come on. $75 a week? Pull her leg for a while. Mine are long enough already. Look, your, your country needs you, and uh, you can not only play ball, but you're kind of a dolly. That's what we're looking for. Oh, oh, now I get it. Listen, mister, I'm a married woman. My husband's overseas. Oh, relax. I'm talking looky, no touchy. Just that we want girls who are easy on the eye. Well, I'll go. I'm ready. I'm ready right now. I got to sign something. I don't want you. I want her, the one who hit the ball. You can climb back under the cow. She's good. She's very good. She's a pitcher. She just didn't pitch today because she pitched the day before. Well, thanks for that extra special glimpse into her life. I want you. You I saw, you I like. Now, what do you say? There's a train leaving for Chicago tomorrow. Oh, come on. What do you say? Are you in? No, thanks. Daddy. No, thanks. <laughs> hey, no skin off my ashtabula. You want to stay here plucking cows, that's your business. You know something? You're not nice. Ooh, that one hurt. So long, milkmaids. And we're back here on the podcast talking about a league of their own. Mm -hmm. And this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, 78. Is this one of our lower, one of your lower movies on Rotten Tomatoes? It's definitely our lower half. How did this movie get a 78? Uh, Because it's mostly about women and most people voting on their own guys. So, oh, it's a chick playing baseball movie. Women playing baseball. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Science fiction. Yeah. That's terrible. 78? That's just, that doesn't make any sense. I was expecting 85, 86 when I looked at it. I was surprised by it. Um, the budget on this movie, $40 million. Pretty good, pretty big budget, you know. Um, uh, box office, $132 million. And uh, inflated, uh, after inflation, $246 million. So it did, did pretty well. Not too bad. Yeah. Four times its cost. Yeah, yeah, it did pretty well. Um, uh, Golden Globe uh, nominations uh, for Gina Davis and nomination for the song, the Madonna song. Um, and uh, this is my favorite Madonna song. This used to be my playground. I like it. Go with the yeah. song the movie. Yeah, I, I love that song. And um, the song was... Um, it was used very well in the ending credits, the ending of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I looked it up. Um, it was number one in the U.S. on the on the top of the Billboard charts. It was number four in the adult contemporary charts, number three in the U.K. So it was a major, major hit song. Uh, it's definitely my favorite one. Um, and uh, it's a rare, I mean, not too many movies on my list have had a, a number one song. You know, I, fig- I kind of figured when we started doing it, it would be more than this, but... Um, but uh, number one song that's pretty good. Um, and uh, uh, the movie came out July 1st, 1992. Do you remember when you first saw the movie in the theaters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, Tom Hanks, Gene yeah. Davis, yeah, baseball movie. Yeah. I, I didn't uh, see it in theaters. Um, I just this is a period where I wasn't going to the, the movies that often, but I was watching. Everything on HBO because that was the only premium channel we had in a fraternity house, and 
there's a bunch of the movies on my list that came out in 90, 91, 92, 93, and that are on my list because I watched them over and over again on HBO. Oh, They're brand new, and this is one of those. Like, um, I didn't see it in theaters, but yeah, that when it hit on a in a month, it did play like hundred times a month. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't think I just, I mean, I, I I don't necessarily, I don't think I loved it the first time I saw it, and but it's grown over time for sure. Um, and um, now the uh, the same day this came out, uh, the movie Boomerang, the Eddie Murphy movie came out. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah. Hmm, Boomerang, I'll leave it alone. You know, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I did not see Boomerang in the theaters, but I did see this. Yeah, yeah. Boomerang was the big, for me, it was the beginning of the uh, the downward slide of Eddie Murphy yeah. for the most part. Um, it was a big miss for him, yeah. as I remember. Yeah. I don't, it may have made money for him, but it probably it probably did okay, but it probably did well. There's one of those more serious type movies, serious yeah. comic, you know. Yeah. And it's like a movie that you couldn't. Tell whether it was really trying for comedy or, or, or drama and trying to do both and yeah. didn't do well with either. Yeah. Um, other movies in theaters at the time. Now, this is summertime, so, you know, some good movies because it's summertime. Um, cool World, Batman Returns, Captain America, uh, Baby's Kids, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Unforgiven, and uh, Honeymoon in Vegas, Patriot Games, Sister Act, Lethal Weapon 3. But there's also, I want to mention, there's one day, August 21st that summer, these three movies came out the same day. Digstown, Single White Female, and Stay Tuned. Wow. And Stay Tuned, I saw in theaters. Uh, because John Ritter was in it. I think, I've never heard of that movie. He was he had like a, a magical remote on his TV or something, and it like took him to like, is like science fiction and like it changed the channel and he'd end up in a different universe or something like that. Really? It wasn't great, but I, I, John Ritter was in it. So, um, now Digstown, there's a lot of movies. That was a fun about. movie. Yes, it was. I finally watched it like 10 years ago. I think people, wow. people anyone who just like stumbles across that movie had never seen it. Wow. Never even heard of it. Like, wow, that's a really good movie. And there's, Yes. Talk about plot twists and turns wow. and spoilers yes. alert. Yeah. You don't even want to go right. there. You want people to see it. I'm not right. I'm not gonna spoil anything about it except that it's great. James Wood's in it, Lewis Gossett Jr. Yes. And it's about boxing. That's yes. all I'm gonna say. And it's fucking great. Yes, it is. It is great. I like 10 years ago, I just like, oh, okay, yeah, I've heard of this. I watched it and like, wow. And I was like, I want to show it to other people. You gotta see this movie. Just digs down. Great, great movie. Um Single White Female was a huge movie at the time. Um, yes. About uh, um, Bridget Fonda, Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. And uh, was it Stephen Weber? Tim Daly. It was one of them. You know, Stephen Weber. They're the same person. One of the Wings guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're brothers. Um, yeah, it was big at the time. It's not a movie you hear about anymore no. much, but um, uh, you know, there's a lot of movies to talk about here. Now, I want to mention now Captain America. You know, I did not see that one in the theater. Either. Yeah. In fact, I can't did anybody see that in the theater? I, I think I talked to one of the five people who did see it in the right. theater. Is that is that the movie they made to like hold on to copyright? Hold on to copyright. Uh, what's the name? Salinger was the son of JD Salinger. Right, right. Um, I believe that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, a cool world. Um, I did see that in the theaters. Uh, yeah. Ralph Bakshi 
Brad yeah. Pitt. Brad Pitt, uh, Basinger, right? Basinger did the voice of the yeah. female. Is mixed animation. And, yes. Um, this was after Roger Rabbit, so it was uh, right. Uh, I'm, I'm sure seen as a rip kicked off. off because well, I'm saying people saw it as a ripoff. I did not because the the, uh, the animator Ralph, Fax but most people did. Well, probably. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I knew the animator from his uh, other yeah. more yeah. Uh, risque content that's out there, yeah, including uh, I don't know, it's all the Hobbit, or Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, I'm not sure which one of those he, he did, but uh, so I was very interested in that. It was. Not as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Batman Returns, strong sequel, very strong sequel. That was the second one, wasn't it? Yes, that was with the bat, the cat, and the penguin. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, Pfeiffer sure and uh, Devito, Devito, and and I remember when they were making it originally, uh, the Catwoman was going to be, I mean, uh, was going to be a share. Was going to have that. That's what the rumors. Really, this was, you know. Whatever a year and a half before it came out, probably oh. the rumors were Cher was going to do it. Um, a great sequel. Um, now, Baby's Kids, you know, Baby's Kids, the, is? Uh, the animated movie based on the uh, stand up routine. I think it was a Robin Harris, Robin Harris yes. from Do the Right Thing. Yeah. And I looked at the box office for that movie, it literally made like I think it was like eighty thousand dollars, eighty eight thousand dollars. Like it made like it might not even been that much. Like, uh, but I liked it. I watched it on HBO. Uh, I don't know. Recorded on VHS. I'm pretty sure it once on cable sometime. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Uh, didn't see it in the theater. No. Um, I don't think I actually saw the whole movie till after the show, TV show I started. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, right. There's a movie about this. Oh, it's got who in it? It's got this. Okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. And then having already watched the TV show, I'm like, yeah, it's a lot. Right. Well, I, I always know that, and I never watched either, but that. The movie is considered terrible, or the TV show is great, but the movie is considered. Great. I don't consider the movie terrible. It's no. just different. Okay, uh, and, it, and it's definitely was high camp. Yeah, and when it was made, mm-hmm. uh, everyone in there had, seemed to have a lot of fun. Pee Wee Herman's part was was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely out of character for what you knew of Pee Wee Herman at the time. Mm-hmm. Rutger Hauer was out of character for what okay. you knew from him doing. Everyone was just a little bit off from what they're what they've been seeing up in, in movies. Yeah. Of course. Uh, you had Chrissy Swanson and Luke Perry in yeah. early roles. So. Okay. Um, yeah, and um, Unforgiven. Oh, that was a great movie. It's still mm-hmm. a great movie. It's mm-hmm. one of my all-time favorites. I put yeah. that in my uh, probably top 20, maybe really? top 10. Okay, okay. Um, Honeymoon in Vegas was pretty popular at the time. It was indeed. Yeah. Uh, Patriot Games. Uh, that was that. That was uh, one of the Clancy Jack Ryan movies, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Um, that was the second or third one, wasn't it? I don't remember which one it was, but Hunter October. Okay. Um, I think this was the when I say second or third, second or third Harrison Ford Jack Ryan movie. Yeah. Because uh, Alec Baldwin played him in uh, Hunter Road October, mm-hmm. and then I think this might be the second Harrison Ford movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sister Act. That was a massive hit. Oh yeah. That was that. That big, might big, be the big, big. That might be the biggest hit on here, except for well, maybe Batman Returns. That might that was a massive hit. I mean, really. And then Lethal Weapon Three. So summertime, you gotta get a lot of oh, games. Yeah. Gotta get your summer movies out. Yeah. So which one of those, including League of the Iron, which one have you seen the most? Unforgiven. Okay. Games death. Okay. It's one of those. It's on. I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. I've I guess I've seen. I think League of the Iron is still number one for me. Um, I may have. It's possible I've seen Batman Returns more. Actually, possible, but 
think, yeah, I may have seen Batman Returns probably more, but yeah. The Unforgiven has one of my favorite lines in it. What's that? Where there, where he comes into the the bar and in the mm-hmm. end he's about to you know shoot it out, mm-hmm. and uh, Gene Hackman goes, "You're a coward. I'll bet you've killed women and children." He goes, "Yeah, I've killed women. I've killed children." I've killed about just everything that walks across on this land. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, director of this movie, Penny Marshall. Yep. Uh, here's, uh, here's most of her, her movies. She's done uh, jumping Jack flash, big awakenings, Renaissance man, the preacher's wife riding in cars with boys and Rodman, which I haven't seen and came out after she died uh, about Dennis Rodman. Um, was, it, was it a documentary? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it just came out like I looked. It's come out like last summer, I think. Oh, like a good year and a half or two after she died. So, um, of course, we also just saw Penny Marshall acting in uh, Big in Get Shorty. Yes, yeah. playing herself. Um, playing herself directing the movie. Right. right. So I guess that's another movie she directed. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I mean, Big is, was a massive hit. I it mean, was a big hit. You, yeah, you exactly. Can say it. You don't have to use all those. Uh, yeah, exactly. source words. Yeah, yeah. Um, Big was huge for sure. Another hookup with Penny Marshall and Tom Hanks, right there. Yeah, and I'm surprised. I mean, I'm surprised she didn't do that many movies, considering how long her career was. I mean, uh, I know, guess she just didn't want to necessarily she, do them all she, the time. She's done so much TV. Her family was so much in the business. Yeah. I'm sure she saw everything differently than a lot of other people in the business. Mm-hmm. She probably had. Was able to do whatever she wanted. Right. I'm not, it's not not like she wasn't offered work. Yeah. Uh, she just she did just worked sometimes. Did what she wanted. Right. What she wanted. Yeah. Um, and then again, uh, the movie on this uh, music is Hans Zimmer again. Um, and uh, you know, I talked about her uh, her Kuzak streak is yeah. live again. We have a Kuzak streak. Might be broken next week, I think. But um, the tagline in this movie. To achieve the incredible, you have to attempt the impossible. That really didn't kind of really go with this movie. No. Yeah, I don't think something. I don't think. I, I think, hey, see, I'll, I'll tell you right that's now. Bad. There's no crying in baseball would have been a great tagline. Yes, exactly. That's that's a terrible tagline. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't, that isn't even. Ugh. Uh, Steve Park Award on this movie. I want to mention, I want to mention Rance Howard again, uh, but. David Strathern. Uh, I looked him up. Uh, I, mean, I already know who he is, but he's two days younger than my mom. Uh, wow. Yeah, I looked him up. Uh, he's already um, been in uh, Eight Men Out, already on the list. and With uh, another Cusack? Two other Cusacks? Yes, yeah. And um, he will be in another movie on the list, LA Confidential, uh-huh. which he does a great job in. And he, he's, just so he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he, he's amazing. And he was, he was in Good Night, Good Luck, which was great. About the Edinburgh Murrow, I think. I think that's what it was about. Um, uh, I first noticed directed it, I think. First noticed him with the John Sayles movies, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the mining movie. I can't remember the name of it right now. Escapes me. Yeah. Um, West Virginia movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's been around a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really good. Um, I wanted to mention uh, later on in the movie they get to they're actually at the Hall of Fame, and I mentioned the, my Hall of Fame experience because I went. Not in the Hall of Fame. I just went to, I, I went to the Hall of you Fame. You went to visit the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is the Baseball Hall of Fame, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, in the uh, summer of uh, 2000, uh, not not the weekend of the induction. Uh, 
it was a, the it was a, right after Gary Carter and Tony Perez were inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, well, then, yeah, but the um, I could have I could have spent three days there. I, I spent like a day and a half, and I was just tired and wanted to go to the next destination. But I drove there from Atlanta. Uh, it was a good uh, to Cooperstown. It was a nice little uh, I don't know. 16, were you on your own? Or was it you or just me? Just yeah. me. It was a good sixteen. 17 hour drive or so, you know, it's fun. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was amazing. Um, it was a nice little crowded little, little town with a bunch of shops. And I mean, I could have walked around that place for three days. I didn't. Cooperstown, I can't remember what state is that? In? Oh, New York. New, New York, York state. Okay. Yeah. Is that like it, upstate New York? Or? Yeah, it's upstate. It's, uh, it's uh, east of, uh, east of Syracuse okay. that area. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's different. It's kind of out in the middle of, Kind of nowhere. I mean, it's not far from the interstate, but it just feels very different. Does um, Cooperstown, prior to the Hall of Fame, have any other connection to baseball? Was it started there, or was um, that considered? Well, it's named start? after James Fenimore Cooper, but no, not that part is not connected to baseball. Um, the the author, but um, it's just um, shit. I can't remember now. I should know this. I don't, I, I don't know. I was just wondering. Yeah, I know. Maybe, I know. I'm saying maybe there's a reason. I don't. I don't think. I think they just picked it. Yeah, I can't remember now. I think they just picked a like obscure little town, the upstate New York. That they wanted to, they wanted to, you know, for tourism. You know, it was a good idea. They basically did that there. But yeah, it was fun. Um, And they did have uh, they have a theater there, and there's always always a movie playing there, uh, you know, nonstop uh, when it's open. It's always, of course, a baseball movie, and uh, League of Their Own was actually playing Uh at the theater. I didn't go. I've already seen it a bunch of times. They don't play one movie over and over. They play baseball right. movies in a string. Right. Well, I mean, no, they play one movie over and over again, but it might play for, you know, a week or something. And uh, then another movie. Right. And you know, Phil James might be next week. And But, uh, you know, they play one baseball movie constantly in there. Um, and you can just walk in and watch part of it or watch all of it or whatever. Yeah. Um, Very good. Yeah. And um, it's and uh, the Bechdel test. Um, if this movie we does, have a winner. If this movie does not pass the Bechdel test, yeah, uh, you know it, it's mostly all female cast. Yeah, for one yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, the only time they talk about the male people is it's, it's my husband is in the war. Right. It's Jimmy's a drunk. Right. And still, well, I want to kill him. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. This this movie is is passes the Bechdel test more than every other movie on my list. Combined. You know the name of nearly every female character right, in here. Right. Um, almost everyone talks to, to, to right. each other. They have right. conversations, this and the other. Right. Majority no. of the time, they're not talking about a man. They're talking about the game, the game for each other. Each other, what's going on in the lives. Other right. Things we want to do now, things we right. did in the past. Right. So it's, right. This is this is this is the definition of the test. Right. This one, this is the one I looked at when we were doing the list. I'm like, okay, that one's definitely going to be, that's definitely going to pass the Bechdel test. So yeah, we we finally got a Bechdel. Congratulations, number one. Yeah, exactly. It's number one on the Bechdel list. Uh, we can get back to talking about the story here. Um, and um, uh, Dottie is giving giving the signs, and uh, Jimmy is starting to uh, notice notice and and actually get mad because he doesn't like her strategy. Yeah, I think Hooch is up. Right, right. And he's like, "What are you What are you doing, stupid? You're gonna squeeze bone with their best hair, which is legitimately." That's legitimate. Like, yeah, that's a terrible, that's terrible, a terrible, terrible play. <laughs> you don't, you don't like there were two people on. 
Right. Now, first of all, wow. bunning, bunning with your best hitter is dumb. But squeeze bunning is even worse because you're risking. Risking outs. Right. Multiple outs. Yeah, easily. I mean, easily, like, you know, just that's really dumb. Plus, uh, squeeze bunt helps. It helps if you're a good runner. I'm guessing Marley wasn't a fast runner. So, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't think she was either. Yeah, so you know, it's I don't know, that doesn't make any sense, but yeah, it's uh, funny. He starts to get. Uh, I did notice, so I, I went back and looked at the scene, trying to see if Dottie was trying to wake him up somehow, like doing something oh, stupid, yeah. and I couldn't really see that she was deliberately picking. True, a bag. I don't think so. Uh, she just didn't know enough about the game. That would have been, yeah, that would have been a good. Yeah, if she knew enough about the game and knew she had his attention well then that then there was that but it right. wasn't in the movie no, I, I they, they would have made it more obvious if that was her intention yeah. and, and maybe it was filmed that way and then yeah. it cut out because it didn't necessarily have to be there yeah yeah um and uh and jimmy says stop thinking with your tits we want a big inning here <laughs> um and then they're both given competing signs yes. and, uh, and marla's, marla's stepping in and stepping in and back and stepping in and stepping back um and then the and then it's on. Then uh, next, they're on the bus, and uh, May is in the back uh, teaching uh, Shirley, trying to teach Shirley how to read. <laughs> and you realize it's like a softcore porn, yeah. porn book, you know, milky, milky brown, white. <laughs> oh, it gets better after this. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and uh, um, and then you hear well, Doris, which is uh, Rosie's character. Uh, she has a picture of her boyfriend, and they said, "Doris, is this your boyfriend? Is this picture out of focus?" No, that's the way he always looks. <laughs> that's great. And she's trying to figure out, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, why do I, you know, why is she with him? Like, oh, he's the only one that treated me like an actual woman. And and then she realized, yeah, I can do better to help with him and tears the picture up and throws it out the window. Um, and uh, uh, next, uh, the next scene when they're playing, playing a game, it's when, uh, uh, she throws home and uh Jimmy says, trying to figure out why would you you would throw home when we've got a two-run lead. And uh this is with a famous scene. Yeah. And she's crying. He's like, Are you crying? crying? She's like, No, no. He's like, There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. And Jimmy says, Roger Horn Roger Hornsby was my manager. He called me a talking pile of pig shit. That's when my parents drove all the way down from Michigan. Did I cry? No, no. You know why? Because there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. And then the ump comes over and uh, tries to, you know, say, "Hey, maybe you should treat treat them like you treat your mother or your sister." And they, and uh, the ump starts to walk away. He's like, "Did I ever tell you, you look like a penis with a little hat on?" <laughs> the best part is, is he, he pretends like he misheard him. Like all the girls heard him. The ump heard him. And he's trying to pretend like he didn't actually say it. He's like, no, no, no. You didn't hear what I said. You didn't hear what I said. And he gets thrown out. And all the women are clapping. And uh, it was great. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the, uh, that's the, that's tag, the line. That's the tagline should have been. Um, There's no crying in baseball. Yeah. And that's definitely the uh, – if if you know only one thing from this movie, you know that. There's no crying in baseball. And people say it with that same inflection he had. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> they stress that word. Right, know? right. Yeah, and that's that's definitely the uh, that's they that's the line in the movie that you know if you never if you don't even know what this movie is you've heard that yeah. before. Is that on the list of uh, famous? You lines? know what? You should look it up. I forgot to look it uh, up. I'm gonna look see this in here. 
Um, I I'm bet sure it is. is. I'm sure it is. I bet it is. I bet it is in the AFI top 100 movie quotes is what you want to look for. Yeah. I bet it's on there. Um, and uh, this is when they... Uh, Number 54. Okay. Okay. I figured, I mean, you know, I forgot to look it up, but I figured it must have been, yeah. Um, and uh, this is where after uh, uh, Ira Lowenstein tells them basically that the league's in trouble. And um, and then May says, what am I supposed to do? Go back to taxi dancing so some guy can spill gin all over me or something like that. So, uh, yeah, get to his gin soaked sweat all over me. Yeah, yeah. Ten cents a dance. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Lowenstein tells him the league is in trouble. And, uh, you know, basically and the girls start showing off for the cameras. He's, he mentions that, hey, there's a photographer and reporter from Life Magazine up there. I'm, I'm trying to get a story done on Donnie. I'm going to call her the Queen of Diamonds and all yeah. stuff. Yeah. And Kit says, hey, did you ask about me? He goes, yeah, I mentioned you. Mm-hmm. I said, you're Donnie's kid sister. Yeah. You're only here because she insisted you be here. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, May, May has the idea. It's like, and this is the funniest line in the movie yet. What if a key? What if at the key moment of the game, my uniform bursts open? And, and oops, oops, my, my bosoms, bosoms come flying out. out. And, yeah. and Rosie O'Donnell, and this is a complete meta moment because it's about it's all about Madonna, not the character. It's Madonna, and she says, "You think there are men in this country that ain't seen your bosoms?" And that's a hundred percent a meta joke yeah. about Madonna for sure. And they that was perfect the way they did it for sure. Um, and then after that, there's a scene here where they uh, like a ball gets away. And then there's the black woman uh, picks up the ball and throws a fastball over uh, Dottie's head, and you know, like the other girl catches it and like hurts her hurts her hand, and she just kind of looks at him and like nods like. So I read a uh, mm-hmm. little thing from Bob Mandel, one of the road writers. He said that uh, it really irritated him that to be historically accurate, they couldn't include right anyone but right. white women on the team because yeah. they wouldn't allow any white men on the team. Right. right, but he had the scene in there. And he appreciates the fact that everyone told most really good scene that they always remember that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had, yeah, historically accurate. Uh, you know, Jackie Robinson. Uh, he did bring, till forty seven. Well, forty seven, but this was uh, yeah, forty three. Three, four years. Right, right. Which you know, you know, Jackie Robinson wasn't the first black player. He no. was. They were just the first black player in the white leagues, all white leagues. Well, no, no. I mean, I'm saying he wasn't the first black player in the major leagues. Oh, he wasn't. No, no. He just, but. There was there was a few guys back in the 1870s, 1880s, oh. and um, there was a um, I'm trying to think of the the famous uh, black player's name, but the great hitter at the time, and I'm blanking on his Is name. Satchel Page. Well, no, Satchel Page was he was like into the 40s and 50s okay. and 60s. Um, this was from the 1800s. Yeah, like 1880s, and uh, there was the whoever the I can't remember now the greatest uh, hitter. I'll look it up in the break, but the greatest hitter at the time. White guy basically says, and he had a little pull because he was definitely the greatest hitter. He's like, I'm not going to play with any N words, you know. And they kicked him out of the league. And that was so when Jackie Robinson did it, he wasn't the first, but he was the first in literally like 60 years or something that had done it. And it's hard to believe baseball has been around that long that it's, you know. Um, but yeah, Jackie Robinson was the first since they banned, you know, but wasn't really the first there was there was many guys back then um and uh, but it was great they included him in here you know, that they were you know showing him you know like hey we can play too kind of thing um and uh 
Mr. Harvey and Lowenstein are at the game and Har Mr. Harvey's saying uh, they're great. Fortunately, we won't need them anymore. And Roosevelt himself said men's baseball won't be shut down next year. Um, so, um, you know, and we haven't talked about that Mr. Harvey was definitely a uh, something instead of Wrigley because they're playing at Wrigley Field and Wrigley was, you know, gum. Mr. Harvey made chocolate bars. So it was definitely, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when, I, when I first saw the movie and I knew about Wrigley Field and yeah. all that. Yeah. And I still like was thinking of Harvey and Hershey, you know. I mean, oh, okay. But eventually it could be, this is Chicago, it's Wrigley, you know. Yeah. Oh, it, the it's Harvey Hershey candy is, of, is. Candy bar yeah. instead of gum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Lowenstein is saying, I'm going to you know, permission to take over the league. Um, and uh, this is where in the locker room when they get the song, um, the girl writes about the, the All-American League, Baseball League, and yeah. talk about what countries they're from and stuff like that. And uh, um, and then the next scene is uh, they're kind of uh, having fun or whatever in the locker room. And there's a knock on the door and a guy with a telegram from the War Department who's probably the worst employee ever in any movie ever. Like, he already knows what he's doing, but he out loud he's saying – Oh, I don't have a list. I don't have a, a sign, a list for them to sign. You know, he literally mentions out loud, you know, they think they do something better when, you know, you got to tell someone their husband's mm. died. That, this scene just. Pretty brutal. Yeah. And, you know, and Jimmy, Jimmy just takes the telegram from him because he's going to leave. My understanding is, oh, I would think that, you know, it probably was if so, when something like this it was privately done, but for the movie and the telling the story right, and, right. and the teamwork and all stuff, you have to do it publicly. Yes. And if you're going to do it publicly, make it as brutal as possible so right. that the team can react for their teammate. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Jimmy takes the telegram from him, shoves him out of the way. He's not going to let him go, you know, and all of them have to wonder, was it my husband for whatever a day or something it takes him to leave and come back and, you know, he's, Jimmy starts walking toward the back of the room and you're, you know, Dottie had been talking about her husband. So you're kind of leading it to maybe, is this going to be Dottie's yes. husband? You don't know. There's other women there. A lot, most of them are married. Yeah. And you don't know who he's, he's going past Dottie. And then he stops at, uh, at Betty, Betty Spaghetti, Betty Spaghetti and looks at her and like, who was Tracy Reiner. Oh, right, right, right. Um, and it's, man, that, <laughs> that scene, I mean, it still makes me cry every time I see it. Like this scene in this movie, yeah, it makes me cry absolutely, and it's just brutal. Well, let's, I mean, let's uh, take a break right at this point, then. Yeah, so you can you know wipe yeah. your tears away. Okay, and we'll be back right after this. Okay, girls, this is it. Harvey Field tryouts. Get out there, show them what you got. Don't embarrass me. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Goodbye. Wait. You're going? Ah, oh, dry your eyes. Yeah, I'm just going home, grab a shower and a shave, give the wife a little pickle tickle, and I'm on my way. I'll see you. Yeah, but do But what? Field, tryouts, play. That's it. Get lost. Come on, boss. I hate when they get attached to me like that. Hey, Meg. What? Do 
come here and look at this. Wait a second, Doris. I can't wait much longer, so get up. Yes, so. Yes, so I ain't done yet. Watch this. <laughs> That's it? Yeah, you can't do it, mate. Do it? I can do it. Yeah, how long you been working on it, Doris? That yeah. took me about a year. Not counting them two months I was in the hospital. Bat hit me right in the head. Bam. Really? Yep. You had to notch it behind, because that looks really swollen. Hey, what the heck kind of a thing is that I'm to say joking, to me, okay, Meg? okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm nervous, all right? I, is it... I don't... What are you looking at? Yeah, what are you looking at? Nothing. Yeah. Right? Nothing. All these girls going to be in the league? You wish. You do wish. They're going to have four teams, 16 girls to a team. That's right. 64 girls. Yeah, what are you, a genius? <laughs> you know, they got over 100 girls here, so um, some of you are going to have to go home. Yeah, sorry about that. Come on, Doris. Those people are jerks. What do you mean, some of us? Do it. <laughs> okay, some of them are going home. Hey, how did you do that? Excuse me. Hey, hey, you caught that? Hello? Doris? Did you see? Jeez, let's go practice. She caught it with a okay, here on the podcast talking about a league of their own and before we get into our trivia games um just want to mention we did i did look up i couldn't think of his name but cap anson is the white player from the 1870s 1880s who basically put a stop to black players playing in baseball refused to play with him yeah he was the top dog yeah he was he was the uh you know i mean he wasn't a home run hitter but he was pretty much you would say the babe ruth of that era he was by far the best hitter. 1870s. 1880s. Yeah, like 1870s and 1880s. I did also read a story on that uh, there was like an exhibition game against the Toledo Blue Stockings, and he mm-hmm. refused to play. So I'm not going to play because, well, if you don't play, the team forfeits the receipts. So he sat at the game. Oh, really? And, uh, and the team played. Okay. Now, like when the uh, Simpsons, and this has already been 30 years ago, did their uh, over 30 years. Yeah. Did their episode where Mr. Burns put together a ringer team um, to play against the rival uh, nuclear power plant, actually voiced by John Lovitz. Um, Mr. Burns, of course, being old timey, he he had his chart of his players, and he mentioned Cap Anson as one of his players. Cap Anson, Ty Cobb, Honus Wagner, um, three Mordecai, Mordecai Three Finger Brown, and all these people, and then Smithers like. Uh, so all these players have retired and uh, long since passed. In fact, your right fielder's been dead for 130 years, you know. <laughs> but uh, but Cap Anson was one of them because he he was a big name, but he was so far, you know, he died like the 20s. So, I mean, you know. Anyway, uh, time to do the trivia games we play. We're going to play Weird Algorithm. Uh, the way we play this game is we each have a movie in mind. We're going to quiz each other. Um and I'm the IMDb app, uh, and sort of instead of sorting in uh, by credits or by billing, you can click now and sort by popularity, which resorts it based on if someone has a current project, yes, they might shoot to the top of the list, yes, even though they weren't the star. And it doesn't matter if they had a big role or one line in the movie, as long as they're building the movie, they could be on top of this. So, we're going to do this now. So, Paul, would you like? Me to quiz you, or you want to quiz me? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Quiz you. Uh, I've chosen one of my favorite Richard Linkletter movies. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Mm -hmm. It's Dazed and Confused with that enormous cast that 
many of them have gone on to bigger yes. things. Yes. Um, but in what order are they currently right now? Okay. Well, uh, the Snyder Cut is coming soon. So I'm going to say Ben Affleck's number one. Okay. I'm going to say Matthew McConaughey. Okay. I'm going to say Mila Jovovich. Uh-huh. Um, and I have not seen this movie in a long time. And I'm trying to think of other names that were in it. Um, I guess with this game, we don't necessarily hide names. So what some of the other names are in it? Uh, let's see. Well, I'm going to jump around. Renee Zellweger is pretty well known. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you remember Rory Cochran or Joey Lauren Adams yeah. or Anthony Rapp. Discovery. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jason yeah. London. Jason London. I remember his uh, name. He was about that. John Andrews. Uh, oh. Marissa Rabisi. Um, oh. What else we got going on here? Cole Hauser. Uh, Adam Goldberg, one of my favorite actors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, lots of people there. Huh. I'm going to say um, uh, I'm going to say uh, Joey Lauren Adams, because uh, I like her. Um, and uh, Jason London. All right. So you had Ben Affleck, Matthew McConaughey, Miller Jovovich, Joey Lauren Adams, and Jason London. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first time you've only gotten two okay. out of five, and they were not the top two. Okay. Top, for whatever reason, Miller Jovovich. Okay. I think one of the Resident Evil movies is coming out of you. Oh, is it? The okay. Last one, the, I'm the, surprised the, Ben Affleck's the not last up there. One. He's up there. He's just not number one. Okay. Number two, Cole Hauser. Huh. I guess he's in something out there right now as well. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's number three. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, number four. Huh. Adam Goldberg, number five. Okay. I mean, I absolutely would have put McConaughey number one, but I thought Snyder Cut would have uh, put... Ben Affleck. I haven't quite come out yet. Right. So right. I guess not until it actually comes right, out. Right. Will he pop up? He yes. probably will. And I'm sick of hearing about it, by the way. Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut. Uh, there's so much. I'm like, oh, what's it going to be? Uh, I am. I did finally read somewhere where it said that a lot of the actors came back to film new scenes with him. Okay. Put this together so that some of the stuff in there is going to be new. Okay. Uh, he's finishing up whatever he actually got started on. Mm-hmm. And so it will be uh, not just what he did before with um, a few tweaks. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be some substantially new stuff in it. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, we're running at the top 10 there. We had Renee Zellweger, Parker Posey, I didn't mention, Roy Cochran, mm-hmm. Joy Lauren Adams, Anthony Rapp. Jason London comes in at number 11. Okay. And Wiley Wiggins, the main character of the story, played Mitch. It's, been, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I don't think he's been anything I else. mean, it's definitely a movie I like, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. I used to think uh, Jason London and the other, his brother, were the same guy. Uh, they're, mm-hmm. they're both actors. It <laughs> seems like a kind of movie Jason Lee would have been in, too. But uh, wasn't apparently. Yeah, yeah, all those actors, uh, Ben Affleck, Joy Lauren Adams, a lot of the same yeah. people in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, the movie I'm giving you is Eight Men Out. Ah, we have done that ourselves. We did it. it Talked about John Sayles a a couple minutes ago. Uh, Would you like me to refresh you with some names? Let me see if I can pull names out. There's plenty of names. It's just a matter of. I know that John Cusack, uh, David Straithan. There's probably five big names you're going to forget were in it. Absolutely. I know I will. Uh, It's been over a year since we saw it. uh, Let's see. Michael Rooker, Deep Sweeney. 
Uh, did I find there? Uh, DB, Cusack, uh, Dear Straight there, Charlie Sheen. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Charlie Sheen, John Cusack, uh, Michael Rooker, um, David Straight there, and uh, DB Sweeney. Okay. Uh, I'll just read them in order here. Um, David Strather, number one. Oh. Uh, John Cusack, number two. Nancy Travis, number three. Oh, yeah. She played the wife of uh, Jules Show. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, I did forget he was in there. Charlie Sheen, number five. So I got, what, three out of five? Yeah. I got Michael Rooker. I got Tay Strather, who played, uh, I think, uh, one of the kids. Okay. Um, it ain't so, Joe. Yeah. John Mahoney. Oh, I like John Mahoney. If I just yeah. Too. Oh, and uh, the, the writer, John Sands, was in, in himself. Right, right. He was in there. Plus, sometimes just being a director is enough to get you in there, even yes. if you were in the movie. Um, uh, Wendy McKenna. I don't, I don't know. Kevin Teague played uh, oh, yes, Sports yes, Sullivan. Yes. I like him. Bill Irwin. Yeah. Bill Irwin, the clown. D.B. Sweeney. Uh, John Anderson that played uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Uh, James Reed. Richard Edson, also from Do the Right Thing. John Sales, way down there. Wow. Michael Lerner. Don Harvey, also from uh, Raising Arizona. Um, right? Yeah. Um, Clifton James. A lot of good names in there. A lot of good names. That was a really good cast. And I just realized uh, Bill Raymond, who's in there, who I think played the lawyer, in there, played their lawyer. I think yeah. he. I just realized that he's uh, on the wire. He plays the Greek, ah. which is one of the uh, sort of uh, mafia, not mafia, Recurring but, but gang, gang uh, leader kind of thing, sort of. Um, yeah. So that's a good one. Um, so yeah, we get back to talking about the movie here. Uh, we got a little bit left here, um, and uh, the next scene after the telegram scene, uh, Dottie is crying. She's just in her room and uh, she's just crying because she's you know worried about her husband probably. And Bill Pullman, her husband, walks in, walking with a cane, uh, you know, injured. So it means he gets to go home. I think she was crying also because it could have been her. Right, right. That's it what was I like mean. A near miss. Yes. Like one of those. It's yeah, yeah. me. It's me. It's me. That's what it's I meant. Not me, thank goodness. That's what I meant. Like she was worried about her husband. Yeah. Like, and then yeah, I agree. And she, he shows up. He's like you know, as a sniper, we got lucky. Um, you know, he's. He's got a got a cane. Uh, the shoe doesn't uh, there's a hole that doesn't fit all the way. Like they had to, you know, whatever to whatever kind of shoe open cast or something. Yeah. Um, so Dottie's leaving. It's like, well, my husband's back. Time for me to go home. And uh, and Jimmy, you know, of course, doesn't like that. Um, but she's gone. Uh, and then Jimmy in the dugout leads him in prayer. And all I'm like, what? What are you? What are you doing leading in prayer? And, uh, you know, whatever, people don't, uh, they don't get why he's doing that, whatever, he's desperate, I guess. Um, he's gone. Yeah. You need a prayer. Yeah. And uh, back, the game's about to begin, and that's when you see the announcer, David L. Lander, announcing. Um, and, uh, you know, he's died recently. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the connection to Penny Marshall, I'm sure why he's here, but you know that he's a real baseball scout? Yes, for the Angels, I believe. Was it Angels? I can't even remember. Um, yeah, he was a real baseball scout. 
Um, and like when he died, actually, you know, I'm on a Facebook group uh, with a lot of uh, big, huge baseball Facebook group. There's actually a lot sons of a lot of, you know, famous major leaguers on there. And they're all talking about how he's a scout, which I didn't know that. Um, and then they're getting ready to play the game. And then uh, she takes the mask off and Dottie's there. And Jimmy didn't know. And then she's like, uh, and, uh, and Jimmy says, wait, who said you could play? You know? <laughs> Like, you don't want me to play? It's like, uh, yeah. Um, I guess so. Yeah. Um, and then Stillwell's there. You're going to lose. You stink. And then Jimmy, I think, throws a glove at him or something and <laughs> knocks him over. <laughs> and this is where uh, Jimmy says, blue lineup change. That's uh, talking to the umpire. Which, I don't know if they still do this, but they used to call the umps. They're blue. Blue lineup change, you know, because he's uh, got to put Dottie in the lineup. Um, and, uh, they're uh, playing Racine in the World Series, which is, uh, I didn't mention, but, uh, you know, Kit got traded because, you know, because Dottie, you know, said to trade me. And, of course, they traded Kit because Dottie was a better player. So Kit's pitching. Um, and it comes to the, uh, they show a lot of the, you know, the game, whatever is going on. And they show the play at the plate. Um, Kit is uh, trying to score. Um and the throw is definitely in time, but then Dottie drops the ball. Well, it does the old uh, slamming into her. Right. They had a scene earlier where Dottie got slammed into and held on the ball. Mm-hmm. This time, Dottie dropped the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Racine, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. is in the lower part of the state. And Rockford, Illinois, is in the northern part of that state. And they're actually two cities like 90 minutes apart. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I knew... I knew 90, the states 90, they were 90, in. About 90 miles. Probably. Yeah, and I knew the states were what states are in, but yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Dottie drops the ball, and uh, you know, the game's over. Racine won, won the World Series, and uh, you see Kit signing autographs for the little girls uh, after yep. the game. And uh, Dottie and Kit are talking about, uh, and Dottie's like, No, I'm not coming back next year. Um, and Kit's going to keep playing. And Kit's talking about moving here, you know, to this area. And uh, and then you see uh, it's in the present day again, and Dottie the, uh, all the women at the game. The uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. the exhibition for the women's league is opening up. Yeah. So I'm guessing they were playing – I mean, at this part, she was meeting the fictional women, the actors. But Yes, uh, apparently all the older women mm-hmm. in this scene were actual ballplayers from the league. Right, right. And there weren't just four teams in the league. They're prob- I think the, the league got up to like uh, – 10 to 12 teams. Okay. And even enough teams for two different divisions. Okay. Um, also uh, read that uh, the men's leagues didn't actually stop. No. It's just no. that. Uh, well, they mentioned that in here. Yeah. When. Uh, and, a lot of people watched the movie and thought the men's league stopped. Right. But they did. But they, they mm-hmm. drafted a lot of minor leaguers came up. A lot mm-hmm. of old players came yeah. back. Because a lot of the young, strong players did go off to war. They did. Yes. They, they yeah. Ted Williams there. went. And I mean, um, a lot of people did. Yeah. And. And. The oh, only uh, strong players that didn't go off the well ones that got little four at. Okay, I mean you know the thing about uh, like you know Ted Williams, you know served in World War II and Korea. Yeah. So he's still one of the greatest hitters of all time, but he missed several years because he served Twice. in two different yeah. wars. Yeah. And he was very useful because of his eyesight. He had like basically superhuman. That's why he was such a great hitter. Like he could see. You see that ball turning. See the seams. Yeah. See everything, and. And that's he was a fighter pilot. He was such great at it because his eyesight was unbelievable. So, 
um, yeah, and uh, the um, but she's talking to the uh, the women like you know May and uh, all the other people, and uh, they're at the uh, they get at the Hall of Fame, the women in baseball exhibit. Um, I don't remember if it was. I guess I mean I guess it was a permanent thing. I guess it was there when I was there. I can't remember, but um, and Stillwell was there, which is a great moment. Remember me? You're yeah. gonna lose. lose. Yeah, Stillwell. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll and we'll see him later in the uh, later in the podcast when we do Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He's Pee Wee's big rival. You know, yeah, the rich kid who gets all the toys. Um, and uh, you know, he says I heard about this place and I felt like I owed it to my mom to be here because you find out his mom That's had right. died. Yeah. yeah. Um, it shows a, a picture of uh, Jimmy Dugan. Uh, shows the you know his, he Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's a fictional character, but yeah. showed that he died in 1987. Um, you get ready to cut the ribbon, and they say, "The Mr. Lone seed, you cut the ribbon," and um, so it's not David Strather, and it's just mm. a guy who kind of looks like him, and you know, yeah. an actor. Uh, he cuts the ribbon, uh, and. Uh, I looked up, uh, Mr. Lowenstein was based on, uh, probably based on a guy named Ken Sells, who worked for Phil Wrigley, who was the guy who basically did this, you know, Ken Sells is his name, S-E-L-L-S. So, Ken Sells Baseball. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they got them all there and they sing the song that they sang before. Um, we are the All-American Girls. Yeah, yeah. And then Kit shows up um, and you get the impression that Kit and Dottie haven't seen each other and a very long time, apparently. Um, they went their separate ways and stayed. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, even the kids, you know, the grandkids are like, Grandma, is that, uh, is that Grandma Dottie or whatever? You know, something like that. Um, and then the credits roll with the Madonna song playing over it. Um, and it, in a little bit, it shows Cotton Kid and Dottie playing baseball, you know, back then. And some real photos of the Charm School and more photos. And then ends with real footage of those women really playing the game. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if they were playing it on the field at the hall of fame. They might've been, um, I mean, cause there is a baseball field at the hall of fame and they have a exhibition game every year. I think they probably were playing it there, but I'm not sure, but it was the real women, you know, and they would have yeah. been, you know, this is 40 years after the league. So, you know, 70s, 80s, they would have been, 60s, it would have been around 70, 75 or something. Yeah. At the time. Um, but, um, and, uh, you know, real f- footage of the women. It was pretty neat, uh, neat little thing. Um, and that's how the movie ends. And then, uh, so it's time to talk about who's your guy in this movie or girl? You should rename it. Wow. Rename it. Who's uh, your girl for this movie? Probably. Well, I'm gonna go with the guy, uh, John Lovett's character, Paladino. Yeah. What a fun little role. Yeah. He just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, I, I can see why if he had a much bigger World film, they cut it down to what he had because it was just so memorable. Yeah, it was just so biting and acerbic is a nice good word for that. Yeah, uh, and uh, he wasn't too cruel, right? But he was uh, always on point. You know. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yikes! Yeah, um, I'll pick. Uh, I think uh, David Strathairn's character, Ira Lowenstein, just just because I love uh, him. He's he's such a great actor. I love him and everything he's in, pretty much. So. And you know he's so great, and everything I've ever seen him in, probably he's. So I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'll pick him for my guy. Um, now it's time. Time we pick the villains in the, in the movie, and uh, before we pick our villain, we're gonna give you the 
current top 10 list of our uh, villains so far. We've got Kaiser Soze from The Usual Suspects, Buddy from Baby Driver, The Thing from Thing, Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Bricktop from Snatch, Nino Brown from New Jack City, Xenomorph from Alien, Nurse Ratchet from Cuckoo's Nest, Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz, Animal Lecter from The Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. So who's the villain in this movie? Oh, wow. That's a tough one. Uh, who is the villain? I don't know. Um, the hero story arc usually applies to one character, and you would think Dottie would be that character, mm-hmm. but everyone else has such a good part. It's more of an ensemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say that she's the lead big actress to mm-hmm. fill the, the lead part, but uh, I see it as all as one big group. And I don't really see a villain preventing the group from doing it. The whole movie's about how they did it. Yeah. And there was no one stopping them. Yeah. Um, the closest it came to was when the, the owner said, oh, we're not making a profit. Well, we maybe, maybe shut it right. down. But that was just secondhand knowledge from uh, Lowenstein. Right. Um, and also, he's the one that's helped start the whole thing. Yes. So he if he's start, the villain, he helped start the no, whole thing. No, I wouldn't even call him the villain. He's, <laughs> right, in, he's right. like on their side. It's all right. about. I don't see him kind of going in here, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe maybe Stillwell? No. Actually, I was going to say Stillwell. <laughs> maybe Stillwell, but you know, even Stillwell. then. No. So uh, Stillwell, Stillwell's not more evil than uh, like Hans Gruber? Uh, no, no. Okay. No, there's no, I can't see a villain, and if you can pick one or name one, yeah. you're never going to make our list. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There's no way. No way to make the list. Although trying to make a point for Stillwell, Stillwell or who he's who, the villain, the, the lady from the charm school, or they're 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 not mentor. Who is the, the lady? Uh, not chauffeur. What's yeah. The, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they're uh, yeah. What do you call that? Uh, your uh, not escort, but your um, no. Your uh, starts with an E, I think. I can't. I well, you know, like if you're if you're what's American the one, pageant, the one who's watching a, over him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Whatever. She looks like a villain, but she's not. So it's time to talk about the list. Where would this be on the, your list? Would this make your top 100 list? Oh, wow. I, I think it would. Mm-hmm. Um, I really considered where it might be if it was. Probably the lower half. Yeah. Uh, but I think it would be up there. It's a fun movie. It's different than a lot mm-hmm. of other movies. Um, and we're talking about the villain, though, there's real no real villain here. It's more mm-hmm. almost documentary style. Yeah. Um, that you know, this is what happened, kind of thing. Yeah. As opposed to uh, very dramatic something or very comedic something. Mm-hmm. So I, I like it for that reason. You know, it's mm-hmm. a little different type of movie than yeah. most American movies. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, it's going to be on your list. It's yeah, it, top it is. It is on my list, and uh, I think I mentioned in a recent episode that pretty soon Paul is going to. Now, probably get several. He's going to get several right answers because. All right, so you had mentioned lot. that this was one of the early '90s movies that you saw a lot of. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking here. I wonder if it falls in with some of those. I'm looking over here. Well, so I can tell you some of those are are movies like Quick Change, uh, movies like Falling Down, uh, movies like Groundhog Day. Uh, oh, those are all over. And uh, a lot of those, uh, uh, my cousin Vinny, a lot of those early '90s movies I saw. A bunch of times, yeah, and they are spread out amongst your list. I'm looking at right now. My Blue here. Heaven. Um, so, what am I going to put this? Um, Forty-one, sixty-five. Oh, I thought it'd be higher up than that. Sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Yep, sixty-five. 
I think it's uh, stayed stayed constant uh, through the years. I think the first time I saw it, it was probably 65, and it's probably stayed there. It was always always really good. Always loved it, but um, yeah, it's it's a 65 kind of movie, definitely. All right. Um, In fact, interesting because this was the 67th podcast or movie I've got right here. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Well, that was just a coincidence. Just a coincidence? Okay. Yeah. Let's see if the next number it is available. Interesting. Hmm. Um, and uh, time to talk about plugs. Paul, do you have any plugs? Uh, if you have Pluto TV, uh, I have been uh, informed that uh, there's a reality show on mm-hmm. most weekday mornings mm-hmm. in the areas of uh, between 8 and 10 a.m., Called Hollywood Hillbillies, which is uh, was produced uh, several years ago. Stopped being produced maybe seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. No, no, fifteen six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, stars a bunch of people I know, my family. Hollywood Hillbillies. Really? Look at Pluto TV. See if it's there. Now, say I wanted to watch Pluto TV. Now, how much is this going to cost me every month? Well, thanks to subsidies from Hollywood Hillbillies. And our production company and our uh, network, it will cost nothing. Really? It's free. It's out there. It's free. Yeah. Can I still cancel Pluto TV? You know what? No. <laughs> Again, thanks to subsidies from yeah. our production company. Well, and there's commercials, so let's. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's uh, yeah. nothing nothing on that is from our production company or, yeah, yeah. or the network that we were on. As far as I know. I mean, yeah. But Pluto TV is great. I do yeah, you should find a lot of stuff on there. Many shows have their own channel. Many shows. Yeah, we just watch that one show over and over. Doctor over. Who has its own channel. Yeah. Mystery Science Theater has its own channel. Three's Company, one day at a time, has its own channel. Wow. I used to love that show, but there's no way I would want to sit down and that, watch. That is, a lot of the shows are so dated. Right. It, it, right now, it's interesting to watch them for the datedness. Yeah. What's What's cringy, mm-hmm. what's super cheesy, right. what's whatever... Uh, I'll mention something that happened when we were in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. We saw, we had one of those really big LED flat screen TVs. Like, this is super cool. You know, mm-hmm. super high depth, blah, blah. And uh, an episode of Charlie's Angels came on. And boy, did it look cheesy. Mm-hmm. Because all the lighting and set decoration, all stuff was based on television delivery as it was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And, and modern stuff, you can see every flaw, every set piece, every... Mm-hmm unusual bit of lighting uh, and it just can stand out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, plugs. I don't know. I don't have any plugs this week. Probably just uh, our podcast. So uh, like us, uh, love us, uh, subscribe, set for automatic download. Um, Are there any states we need to ask to start listening? Um, I don't have a list of states that don't listen, but I looked at our, how many state, different states listen uh, recently. And it's okay, about 22. Like 22, 22 out of 50. 22 out of 50 states. Uh, and we have about 22 different countries, too. So yeah. it's pretty good, uh, pretty good variety there. So tell your friends. That's the best way I could uh, so Call your closest friend in the closest state next door. Don't, yeah. Come listen. Yeah. And if you have someone who doesn't, who asks the question, what is a podcast? Which is probably 70% of America. What is a podcast? Uh, just tell them to Google 100 Movies I Love Podcast. And it will come up along with my name, Jason Martin. It will come up. But, you know, of the 30% that, that right. don't need to ask that question, 
ten percent of them think you're saying pod racing, and you're gotcha. thinking, they think you're Star Wars. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and it, by the way, it works on Google. I've tried it on other searches, and it doesn't work as good. I guess because I've Googled it more. People have Googled it. Google the word podcast or Google our show. Our show. Because oh. um, my friend tried it on, uh, was it Edge? Huh? That's and a new did, Microsoft Edge one. Yeah, and it didn't, it didn't, didn't come up. up. It wasn't as high anyway. Microsoft, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, so it's time to talk about what we're doing next week. Uh, next week, uh, drink a fresh glass of milk, uh, burn a pile of nitrate film, and order three glasses the German way. The German way. Uh, yeah, next week we're talking about Inglorious Bastards on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. Good opinion. Hey, Coach. Mr. Dugan, can you sign my husband's baseball card for me? Hey, great to meet you. What are we going to do? He didn't give us the lineup. We can't play without a lineup. I'll pitch. I can pitch. I thought I was playing center field. No, 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 I would like to turn the field. Center field, lead off. She's good. 